Santa Lord Podcast coming away, episode 564. Today's going to be a very, 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 very important topic. We're going to talk about why should you post a log journal on the forums. So Mobster, he's the king of this. He's got a log that you guys would not believe how long it is. And uh, look, it's an awesome log. And he keeps it updated on an almost daily basis, uh, at least every other day. And how 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 many pages is your log now, Mobster? It looks like 104 pages. It's got over 13,000 views and over 1,000 posts in and your it's log. My second, it's my second one on Evo, yes. Steve. That's and not even second. my first. This one just yeah. came on. Uh, yeah. This has only been on for like two months. Yeah. Oh, okay. one year, one year. <laughs> two months, yeah. Yeah. So he. this is the second one. So, wow. He's got a lot of views on this one. It's really, really a popular log. So check it out. Come on the forums and check out Mobster's Training training Diary. You can Google evolution.org, Mobster's, yep. just like diary, yeah. Training Diary, and, and it'll yep. come up. Fantastic log. So Mobster, tell us how the log is helping you keep yourself honest. I'll, I'll I'll talk about it as though it was someone else, Steve. So here's a great example. This is an analogy that's been used in sport for a million years, guys. If you coach yourself, you have a bad teacher. What does that mean? It means, for example, Steve, I used to edit a ma- publish and edit a magazine. I could edit and proofread other people's articles so easily, see the mistakes, correct the grammar, no problem. I could not proofread my own work to save my life. My brother, David, when he was alive and when the magazine was being published, would point out errors within the first paragraph of my editorial. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, Steve. I, it was, I couldn't do it. The same thing applies to coaching yourself. And here's the thing, right? So this is the sort of stuff that we talk about on the forums, whether it's my training log or whether it's yours, the listener, or a member of the forums that's listening, right? First and foremost, and I've been guilty of this as well, especially before I had a log, I think, Steve. So... We, we had a terrible habit, as you will now, with YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and whatever else, with the magazines. The latest magazine would come out when I was when I was first started training, and a new way to train your arms would appear. And you might adapt some part of this new training into your training. The problem is that end up diluting what you were doing. So to begin with, perhaps you just did barbell curls. And before you knew it, because of these other influences, you end up doing eight or just that's talked about it's on the forum this morning you end up doing like six or seven exercises for your biceps when you're a normal person not a genetic freak a normal person so if you go and have a training log on the line someone like myself with 40 plus years of experience and the collective thousands of years of experience with the other reps and the other moderators and other people members of the forum can come and say hey hang hey, hey you weigh 170 pounds and you're doing six exercises with your biceps joe blows the, the latest mr america does free such as such that trains his legs. He's got like 35-inch thighs. He's doing four exercises through his quads. You're doing eight. Do four. Do three. You're, you're a normal person. And then it'd be things like, we see this all the time. The great example on the logs on, on the forum, Steve, would be food. Um, why? Because we'll say, hang on, you're doing all this food, but none of it's been made in the house. Or, as a good example recently, You've got no roughage. Literally nothing you're eating has got any kind of decent level of roughage and gut health super important. We've got other guys, uh, they've never used fish rolls. Back in the day, for example, Steve, we would see people doing 20 or 30 different kinds of pills. Lou Ferrigno in Pump and Iron's got this great long line of pills up on the shelf. 
I guarantee you some of those pills was doing the same as some of the other pills, but he just brought into the hype and he brought more pills because he didn't want to miss any angles and become hopefully Mr. Olympia himself. So this is the stuff that's super important. Now, why does it, how does it help me? And let me give you another example, Steve. I've got a single log leave. I'm going to say that it's been going for over 10 years over on the grip board. And I think it's the third most hits topic on that forum with something like 100,000 plus views, 120,000 views, something like that. And it's up in the thousands of pages. So consider me at some point, up until recently, one might argue, a high-level grip strength athlete, top 10 in the world, arguably back in the day, winning the British four times, winning the European twice. I hid little to nothing. You could see, if you were going to compete with me, up until the last two weeks, and perhaps for the maximum numbers, those wouldn't be there because fuck you, why should I give you that information? But everything else was there. I might not include the warm-up sets. You just saw my working sets. You knew what you was going to get. Now, I'm showing you how I'm going to kick your ass so you could go off and train harder and lift more. But for me, it meant I had to do those numbers. It put a pressure on me to perform. And the same thing applies to our listeners. If you put online, and let's say, for example, Steve, you literally just started training, and all you can do is one press-up. You may be massively overweight or you've had some medical condition, and day one is one press-up. Do you think Steve, me, and I are going to take the piss? No. We're going to be right there on the sidelines going, come on, motherfucker, we're going to get you to free by the end of the week. We're going to – I want you to do another one tomorrow. I want you to do another one this afternoon. I want you to do another one if you go, get up for a piss at 3 o'clock in the morning because before you're not, you'll be doubling. You'll be doing two reps, and then you'll do two reps in the morning and two reps in the afternoon, and by the end of the week, we're going to have you doing three reps. And your journey and your progress is going to be, is going to be enhanced just by us kicking your ass metaphorically, verbally, over the internet, in writing, all the way remotely. But we will, well, Steve Smee wants me to do free. Mobster wants me to do free. 13 or 14 guys have posted on my forum that I'm going to do 10 reps by the end of the month. Same thing with a fat loss journey. If you start, and I mentioned this in a recent podcast, Steve, the classic example is the New Year's resolution lifter. It could be to lose weight. It could be to get a six-pack for the beach. It could be whatever. And the reason why the New Year's resolutions don't last is because they come on, they make a great hoo-ha. I'm going to be amazing. I want a six-pack for the beach, Steve. And then a few weeks later, you don't hear anything anymore. A log makes or what happens to your log. You can DM him, Steve. You can say, hey, are you ill? You haven't been on for a week. Uh, things are coming up. Come on, motherfucker. Get your ass back online. We're missing you. We want to see you. We want to see your six-pack. I want you to succeed. And then it's like a collective thing. I've done this, Steve. I did a seminar back in the day where I had a group of people and I had them for the, it was a kettlebell seminar. And I, I had them for half an hour while the kettlebell instructor takes a break. And all I did was prove that collectively, if they all as a group cheered on one individual, that one individual would perform out of their skin compared to training on their own. In other words, the encouragement of the others made them better. And I did this with a gripper. That's how logs work. Now, something that we talk about, and I'll get Steve to come in on this as well. The more information, the better. Now, you don't have to write a fucking novel, guys. I don't need a thousand words every time you post. But what I want to see is honest, no bullshit. So if you went out and had a beer, if you had some ice cream you shouldn't have done, put it down. And it'll make you so that you don't do it again. 
if you missed a meal when you could have had a meal, write it down. If you had a poor training session, then we're going to encourage you to go back the next time and have a better training session. And here's the thing again. I've trained, and this is what helps with me specifically, as Steve asked earlier. I, I wrote this one. I just remember one really good example, Steve. So I was having what amounted to, for me, a poor session. But I was training for some competition. So I wrote down, today's training session was crap. And then I wrote down the, the sets and the reps and whatever else. But the, the, I think I was pinching, I don't know, 89 kilos, which is the best part of 196 pounds. And someone gave me a little bit of a sense of perspective. They came back on and said, your worst workout would be my best workout ever. Keep plugging away, champ. You're going to kick ass. So just that kind of stuff would make me remember, hang on, my 90 kilos, 198 pounds, got you in the top 25 list. And I was bitching because I'd had a poor session with 89 kilos, Steve. And it was just on, a, on my way up to bigger numbers. I think at one point I was second or third best in the world on, on the record list or something like that. So it was a, that just gave me a sense of perspective. It reminded me that even though I thought it was a bad workout because I was demanding more of myself, my bad workout was someone else's best workout. So that's the thing again, Steve. Even if you, if you are uh, an athlete, just, just getting that six-pack, and this applies to training logs all the time, there might be, on our forums especially, 30 guys that are cheering you on. But there are hundreds, as evidenced by the fact that my mine's had 13,000 views and it's only a couple of months old, hundreds of people checking in on my progress every single time. And if you go to any of the other training logs, especially the more popular training logs, that's true, you are influencing 50 or 100 or 200 other people who don't post on your training log might not be offering some sort of support when 30, 40, 50 guys are, but they're watching what you're doing and you're inspiring them because you're consistent. You're not missing a meal. You're not missing a cardio session, not missing a gym session. You're progressing on the weights. You are inspiring other people. So it is super, super important. What do you think, Steve? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, like at the end of the day with me, I did a fasting log and it was a very thorough fasting log where I would do basically maybe six, seven paragraphs, like thousand and twelve hundred word each day where I would talk about how I felt. I would talk about where I was um, when I would pee on a keto strip or my uh, ketones, how much ketones were showing up. I would talk about, you know, uh, my energy levels. I would talk about how much water I was drinking. I would talk about all kinds of things, right? Where my blood sugar was, all this stuff. And it was a five-day log. And after the five days, you know, and I was like, man, I was really, really encouraged by some of the guys. The guys were like, well, Steve, you know, if you feel good, why don't you keep it going? Keep it going to 10 days. See where you feel. So I just kept it going to 10 days. But I believe without that log, I wouldn't have been able to push past the five days. I would have been like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and break my fast. It's good to go. But because I was really having, you know, so much fun and, and motivating people and getting so much support from people, it allowed me to go six days and seven and eight and nine, 10 and shit. And then later on, I did like a 14 day. And then later on, I did a 19 day and I did another log about it and I wrote about it. So it allowed me to kind of give me a little motivation, a little incentive to keep things going. And that was really, really cool to have that. So I think it's really, really important 
that these logs really, really push you. And I swear when I fit anytime I'm doing a log, when it comes to a fitness log or I'm, I'm, I'm logging, you know, my training, logging my diet, all this stuff. When I stop the log, it's like my motivation drops. So it really helps keep me honest and it keeps me motivated to keep things going. And I really, really have a lot of respect for that, you know, and that's, that's, that's what I really have a lot of respect for mobster for doing his log and keeping it consistent and it keeps him honest and it keeps him pushing on a day-to-day basis. So for you guys and gals out there, it's really important to do the same. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. I don't care if you've not been in the gym in years. I don't care if you're overweight. I don't care if you're skinny. Uh, Look, come on the forum, get a log going and we'll, we'll support you. Put up some pictures, walk out your face. It's anonymous, everything. Um, and, and come on and we would love to see your day-to-day log and just be, you know, open to, to our suggestions. You don't have to follow our suggestions, but you know, it's just a suggestion. If we tell you, Hey, maybe swap out the bread that you're eating in your diet for a sweet potato. You're, you're drop, drop this carb for this carb, drop this fat for this fat, drop this protein source. Instead of eating sausage and bacon as your protein source, switch it to grass fed beef and, and bone broth. Just little suggestions that we can add to there. You don't have to follow what we say. We're not, we're not, you know, there to give you a hard time, but you know, we'll give you some suggestions. We'll push you along and we'll help you on your journey and you'll be able to improve yourself. I really, really believe it's a huge difference, mobster. If I had to, like, I'm a math guy. If I had to put a percentage on the difference of your results when you do a log versus not doing a log, I would say it's somewhere between 30 to 40% difference. And some of you, it's going to be even more, you know, because it's going to help you stay on track and it's going to give you motivation. And if you fall off track during the log, we're going to get you back on the track. We're going to give an example, guys. So I think of two examples. One, I'm thinking specifically, we've got a member who goes by the name of Chimp. He's a black guy, but that's what he's called himself. So I'm just citing his name, Chimp. And Chimp competes, I believe, in, uh, I'm going to say, a physique class. Well, they wear in shorts, Steve. So whether it's a beach body or something like that. But he's got a really, really good physique. So here's the thing. And this applies to me when I've competed. It applies to Steve on the fast, like Steve just said. So Chimp will train as goddamn hard as anybody else coming up to a competition. And I noticed from my own personal experience that the last, especially in my case, Steve, the last two weeks are goddamn awful. I've described feeling like an old man, and I'm and that's probably the only time in, in, in memory, Steve, and in competition training that I'll train twice a day. I would deliberately in the last week train four times twice a day i would deliberately overtrain. now the phrase that we use here in wales would be i'm hanging meaning i'm hanging by a thread i would say feeling like an old man i i, I really don't want to go to the gym everything aches i'm bone tired i'm depleted that little bit of i'm good with for once once a day the food i eat is good for once a day training twice a day is oh my god it's the kind of way just hard to go to sleep of a night time you just want to lay in a bath of hot water or ice cubes and just recover. But I'm deliberately overtraining because I then, at the end of that, will take three days out before a competition and you get something called super compensation. Now, with Chimp 
or myself or Steve on his fast, when those times are there, we've been chip up during his the run-up to the competition, the 16 weeks prep, the beginning of his diet when it's easy. That's fine. And Chimp's just showing us what he's doing in the gym. That's great. Good. Keep, keep plugging away, Chimp. Keep plugging away. The time when this stuff kicks in and when these logs kick in, and it could be a fat loss journey. It could be a beach body journey. It could be Chimp competing in his shorts on stage. It could be me in a grip competition or trying to break a record. When I'm hanging, when I'm tired, when Chimp really doesn't even want to post on the goddamn forum because his brain his brain's fried. He's on low carbs. He can barely think about tying his shoelaces up in the morning. That's when a training log comes in and 14 or 15 or 20 members or whatever says, come on, Chimp, you've got this. Did you did you do your diet today? Did you did you not miss a meal? Did you keep your carbs below 100 grams? Did you was everything on point? Chimps can barely type out the words and focus on the screen. But he writes down, yes, guys, I made it today. Thank you so much. Stuff like that. The same thing with the fat loss journey. You're crazy. Your hunger pangs are through the roof. Jim included for cutting for a competition. Me, when I'm super, super tired. Steve, when he just wants to finish that fast. Five days I've hit it, guys. I've, I've done it. No, Steve, can you do six? Can you do seven? No, you're still crazy hungry. Your cravings, you're thinking about food. Your stomach's tight, tight, tight. But God damn, that donut looks amazing. Bang, log. That's when you said, guys, I nearly broke the fast today. I nearly ate that thing I shouldn't have had. I nearly decided not to do that last training session. Uh, you know, I, I, I slacked when I should have been pushing. I, I'm trying to be a champion, but I trained like something that was less than a champion. That's when a training log comes in. That's when it's ass kicking from the guys. You're having a crap day. So what? We all have crap days. Kick ass. I had a row, row with the wife last night. Go back, apologize, sort it out, get back on the grind. Oh, I fucked up this weekend. Get back on the grind. Remember that you're allowed one or two slip-ups. But what about the other 50 weeks of the year? And at the end of the year, transformation, like Steve says, with a photograph. Here's my fat loss journey. And like I said earlier on, Steve, number one, they succeeded. So we're happy. Steve hit the five days, we're happy. Steve does the nine days, we're just as happy. And Steve's happy. The fat loss journey would be a great example. The guy's lost, or the lady, 40 pounds. Oh, my fucking God, what a transformation. Now, number one, they feel amazing. They look in the mirror, and sometimes we're guilty of this, especially this is another reason why logs work. We can't see what others can see. And we go, hang on, here's your picture from day one when you started the log. Fat. Here's your picture 52 weeks later, 40 pounds down. Look at that. Look at that waist. Look, compare the waist to before. Oh, I don't know, guys. No, it's slimmer. It's flatter. Your obliques are down. Your chest looks bigger. Your shoulders look wider. I'm putting these two pictures on top of each other on my screen. I can show you side by side that you look better. And that's just for you. Then us, we're blown away because you kept doing what you said. You didn't miss a session. You, you was on point with the diet. You're motivating us. And we're the supporters. And then, like I said earlier on, 300 readers. It's like on Facebook, Steve, all those people that follow you as well as the friends. The followers are just as often the same thing when you get on a forum. They're following your log, but they're not posting on your log. You are motivating hundreds of other people on their fat loss journey. And it's so, it's just, it's honestly, guys, it's the same. It's though you went into the gym on day one and then you went away for 52 weeks and you came back 52 weeks later after your journey and went back into the gym. 
And the gym owner goes, hang on, you're on the membership. They think we haven't seen you in ages. Are you the same person? Because you've changed so much. That's super, super important. Like I said, there's so many things out there. We can talk about uh, making sure that your skin looks good if you're about to go on stage. Make trying out the tan that you're going to use to see if your skin reacts to the tan. Getting your hair cut, having your nails trimmed. How you stand and how you walk out onto the stage before you've even posed. Walking out like a champ. And people that are on your log supporting you might have been on that journey before you. So now you've got top-level competitors, people that have come first, second, they might have come tenth, but they've been there before you on the journey that you're taking, and they can help you with their experience. It's like I use an analogy that we used in another podcast. It's like having the whole village support you. This is what it's like. You've got a village of people, in this case, Steve, who are all on the same journey as you. Every single one of them wants to look good, wants to be stronger, wants to be leaner, wants to complete the fast, wants to cleanse wants to feel healthy, wants to feel fitter, wants to be stronger. Every single person has got something about them. You might not want to like, you might not want to visit them at home. You might not want to go out for a beer with them, but every single person that's supporting you on your log and the ones that are just following along, every single one is on the same journey as you are. What do you think on that, Steve? Yeah, and then there's, a, there's, there's a couple others we got to mention. If you're going to mention um some some of the best logs of uh remember the five she is a bjj champion so we have you know he mentioned chip or chimp earlier as a hell of an athlete hell of a bodybuilder one of the best physiques on the forums really you also have bjj champ uh remember the five she is a hell of a competitor she's a champion in in martial arts she's doing a vegan uh log so yep. it's a fantastic one. You guys can check it out. Another guy she's who one gut. Sorry, let me just say, she does just as an example. She is one gutsy motherfucker. She does hours that would fuck yep. night shifts. She would destroy mobster. Like she weighs like 130 or 140 pounds. She would destroy mobster in a fight. Oh please, man! She she, she on, would she would put him on the ground. <laughs> she would have me tapping out. What's the other one, Steve? Prince Daddy, your boy. Um, he's doing a hell of a log. He's up to 14,000 views and uh, 1,200 replies, 118 pages. And he's a competitor. He's a hell of an athlete. And um, he is definitely representing uh, evolutionary uh, big time as well. And you've got um, another guy, um, uh, 25 Holmes. He's an, he was a former addict. So he's gone through a lot of issues in his life. Um, I, I know him from the old forum. He disappeared for years, fell off the wagon completely. He got back on, and he was able to basically transform himself uh, amazingly. He looks like a, a pro bodybuilder now. He went from being an addict, hooked on drugs and, and all kinds of substance abuse issues and all kinds of stuff, and he'd be the first one to admit he was an idiot, you know, and he did a lot of stupid things, but he was able to transform himself. That That's a, um, a 568 replies it's a 57 page uh log and that's one so we have people from all over um uh, we have another guy low country he's doing a trt and sarms log it's up to 39 pages we have s gents he's another competitor 47 pages on his log so we have people from all over we have guys who are legitimate competitors we have people who do martial arts we have females we have vegans we have meat eaters we have all kinds of people doesn't matter uh, your background or anything, 
um, you know, you come on, you do a long. Um, we have all, every race, every religion, every belief, you know, um, I mean, it doesn't matter. And we're going to come on and we're going to support you 100%. We have a couple of new logs that just came up, Mom, so I'm really excited. There's a guy who has a major injuries. Um, he basically yeah. pounded his body into the dirt. He's going to be doing a log. It's just going to be a healing log. It, yeah, yeah. So, so you don't have to, you don't have to come on and and run a bunch of steroids and 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 do workouts every day on these logs. You can just come on to do a healing log where where you make a comeback. He can't work out. He's got a, his a, a leg injury, severe leg injury, and his upper body severely injured. And he's coming on doing a log. So it's fantastic to just follow this and see their progress. It's very motivating to me, mobster, to see these guys and gals uh, do this stuff. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what kind of progress they do and to see if they can come back. And you can learn from their trials and errors. Yeah. Let me give you an example yeah. on the one you just mentioned with the healing log, right? So I think I posted two things on this. I was three things. I was asking how he'd got the injuries. And as you say, almost certainly from doing what I've done, which is pounding away and, and not giving that joint a break. Then he's got the mental break of having to have the surgery and recover from the surgery, and that can be a head fuck. If you're used to going to the gym every day, guys, or five, six times a week, not being able to go to the gym when it's essentially in your blood, the iron is in your blood, and you just, you know, it's one of those things that's like a foundation stone for, for the rest of your life. I can deal with stress. I can deal with work so long as I can hit the gym. And now I'm telling you, you've got to stay at the gym. I was able to turn around and say that I'd had 16 weeks of no training uh, back in 2016, back injury. Uh, had to do rehab, was crawling around on my hands and knees, was sleeping on the floor for eight weeks, sleeping on my bed for eight weeks, 16, 17 hours a day, laying down on the floor or the bed every single day. Everything was an effort, sweat pouring off me to just walk to the shops or whatever. All that kind of crazy fucked up stuff, having people come to the house to help me out, things like this. But I said to myself, it was a temporary thing. I wasn't crippled. I was just in a lot of pain. And if I did the rehab, I'd recover. So I said to him, that was my mental space. That's what I did. It was never a full term. This is me for the rest of my life. In my mind, it was a blip. If I'm going to live to be 100, it's 16 weeks out of 100 years. It, shit, it's a fraction. A tire, it's like not even one fiftieth of my life, not even one two hundredth of my life, Steve. It's less. So, and, and the rest of my journey is going to be good. So my mind, my mindset was good. And that's what I said. And in fact, one of the other athletes you just mentioned, the BJJ athlete, she said exactly the same thing. You can get the mindset right, you're good to go. We've all had days when it's tired and hungry. A great example, I forget with the name, he's one of our Australian members and he owns a vineyard. And at times of year, they're out there plucking, picking the grapes, guys. And it's, it's like 14 hour days, Steve. They get up when the sun comes up and they start. And then they finish when the fucking sun goes down. Sometimes they're acting with spotlights and stuff. It's only a couple of times a year, but he's training. I believe he was also competing at one point. He's got a great home gym in one of the barns in the vineyard. Got some Nautilus gym. I remember that specifically. But on those days, and I've done that as well, Steve, I know you have when we were younger. When you're doing a 12-hour shift, the guys are traveling, and this is other blogs. They're traveling, and... Should I have a protein bar? No, motherfucker, take something else. Prep some food. You can put a cooler in your in your car. You can put a cooler in your truck. You're going on a road trip. It's, here's how to deal with that. Because it might be something that they've not done before. I'm going on holiday, but I want to train while I'm away. 
the hotel gym's got this. How can I get a good workout in? Okay, get up, run on the beach, do some exercises before the, the, the swim up and down a pool before it gets busy, do more repetitions, just keep yourself in condition, do a, do a circuit. You know, we'd just come up with ideas because we'd been there, like they've already. We've been on holiday, we've traveled, we've gone all over the world, we've gone to gyms that are absolutely god awful in some godforsaken hotel for work in the middle of nowhere, or train had to train at five o'clock in the morning, or had to train it after dark when you've done a 12 hour thing in the vineyard, like one of the members. Or, 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 or you've, I've done this stuff, Steve, when I've competed and the shops haven't got the food that I would like to eat on the day or the evening before of the competition. Uh, how do I cope? So I now, of course, Steve, I'll Google certain foods, but I had to walk some miles in Spain, this was, to go and find a place. So we can do, we can say, you're going to have all of the experience, good and bad, of all of the other members, and especially those that are supporting you, to come across. If, for example, Steve did these five-day fast, but someone had done a 10-day fast, they can tell him how you're going to feel in six days and seven days and eight days and how they got through it how they was able to focus on something else. For example, Steve, and this will be, I apply myself again. As I used the analogy earlier on of imagining myself, for the, if we were talking about another podcast in gyms, I said, if in my home gym, and the member I've just referred to is the same, you can imagine yourself on stage competing, in my case, lifting weights, in his case, posing, and do that in his barn, in the vineyard, after a 12-hour shift, and getting through it, posing as though he was on stage doing a, do a workout as though he was conducting a seminar and doing that when he's bone tired, Steve, and all he wants to do is go and eat and lay down and think about the business. Using techniques to relax yourself, making sure, like Steve says, how many times has Steve said on the forums when the guys are struggling to get to sleep, Steve, switch your goddamn phone off, put it on mute, go in the bedroom, have, have it set up for you to sleep in, not for stimulus, do away with the TV stuff. And this is especially true if you're approaching a, a, a mark in the sand for you, whether it's fat loss or a fast or a competition. We want you to go in there remembering to get rehab, remembering to stretch. Sometimes we're so stuck in what's going on day to day and other things in our life that we need. A great example, Steve, I've done this a bunch of times, and it's not even in logs, but it applies to logs as well. I'm real busy at the moment. Get up 15 minutes earlier. Get up get up 15 minutes earlier and do 15 minutes of cardio. Literally walk around the block, straight back to the house, have your food. Do something as opposed to nothing. And you'll feel like you've achieved something. And then that makes the other things that you're doing that much easier. If training is crazy, crazy, crazy hard, if fasting or dieting is crazy, crazy hard, then the stuff that would normally be stressful becomes minimal. And we can tell you that. You're not going to get pissed off at some person in the traffic. You're not going to give the boss the evil eye because he's giving you another job to do because you're kicking your own ass way harder than the boss is, way harder than that person in the traffic, way harder than the person in the restaurant or the pub or the shop. You're kicking your own ass way harder than that. So you're on a journey that's out there beyond most people, and we're helping you get out there beyond most people. I think ultimately, Steve, with any of this kind of stuff, it's we want you to succeed. And seriously, what will happen is it's one of those things. It's, what's the analogy, Steve? You give out and you get more in return because we feel good helping you. And that means that we can go off and do our own selfish shit in the gym or whatever else. That's our particular journey, 
and we can feel good about it because I helped four other people succeed today. Here's the thing, and this is I this I think this is true of all the best trainers and coaches, Steve. Now, in this day and age, you can get a semi-decent to a really nice salary if you're a strength and conditioning coach for a high-end sports team and get really six-figure salaries easily. But what about if that team wins? What about if that athlete succeeds because you've helped them? It's good for your reputation. Great. You might even get more clients off the back of it. But you take, if I think, the genuine love of the sport, the love of the thing, will mean that you get something from making that person successful. You as an individual, never mind if it's good for business, whatever else, you go, I helped Joe, and Joe won the championships. How fucking good do I feel? Now, that same thing applies to a training log because every single one of us feels like that when we're helping you. So there you go, guys. Let us know what you think of that as well. Again, please note we're not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view and it's based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment apply.